Welcome to Cross Talk PM. This is Mike Meyer, and I'll be taking your calls and discussing all sorts of fun things going on out there in the uh, Wisconsin, world of Wisconsin. Oh, well, Evers' budget is out, and wow, I'm still trying to figure out how in the world he would include so many things that he knows the right is just going to say no way to. Uh, you know, I figure we could spend a little bit of time this evening, you know, going over the highlights of the budget and uh, maybe a few other things as well, like Evers uh, pulling her National Guard off the border. Okay. Uh, look, I know the guy's a Democrat. I get it. And it's popular among the left to be against border security. Uh, I don't agree with it, but I get it. Uh, but he did not even bother going, you know, to take the time to go down there and investigate whether uh, we're actually needed or not. He just arbitrarily made up his mind and uh, that we're not needed, and he's pulling our guys out. To me, that's kind of wrong. At least go down there and see what's going on firsthand before making such an important decision, uh, especially when you've got other people that are uh, relying on us down there. But since today is a free-for-all Friday, we can go ahead and discuss, you know, this item or anything on the Evers budget as well, or anything else uh, that you might, uh, you know, want to weigh in on. Uh, it could be, you know, talking about the weather. It could be, what was that topic that you guys had going on yesterday again? Yeah, I am one of the politically incorrect, and I call them illegal aliens, but... Uh, yeah, the, we could cover that subject again, and all you have to do to uh, weigh in on any subject is go ahead and give us a call, or you can shoot us a text, too, at the Better Hearing uh, Center uh, Talk and Text Line, 785-7914, and uh, you can get right on in. And I figure we could take the budget uh, part bit by bit, but we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break, and we'll be right back here at 1410 WIZM. And just a minute, give us a call. And again, the number uh, down here at WISM, Better Hearing Talk and Center, Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 785-7914. And we're back here at 1410 WIZM, and you can go ahead and weigh in on just about anything that you want to. Well, we're today we're going to be pretty much talking about the uh, Evers uh, budget, but if there is anything else that you want to uh, touch base on, it is free-for-all Friday, so go right ahead. And we've got one caller on hold, and his name is Rich. Good evening, Rich. How are you doing? Good. Hey, I know we want to talk about the budget, but I just want to weigh in on something in regards to the area of school districts' policies on the transgender bathrooms. Oh, I had, okay. um, oh, just recently my daughter informed me that while well, she was in one of the girls' bathrooms with a couple friends, she had her leg up on the counter trying to adjust some shorts underneath her skirt with mm -hmm. a skirt hiked up. And all of a sudden, a transgender boy walked out of the stall in the girls' bathroom. Oh, wow. And I was not very happy about this. I bet. Um, so just trying to figure out what the policies are in the area for the different schools on how they handle this. You want to understand our school has a transgender bathroom, and this boy, you know, sometimes dresses as a girl, sometimes as a boy. Mm -hmm. uh, this particular day was dressed as a boy in the girls' bathroom and decided not to use the transgender bathroom. Hmm. Isn't that so? so uh, I I totally understand where you're at, Rich. And uh, uh, actually, this one, this subject hit at home for us uh, yesterday, too. Uh, 
my fiance was over at the uh, Y, and uh, she was in the locker room yesterday, and there was somebody in there, and she couldn't figure out whether it was a guy or a girl. And yep. they started giving her the heebie-jeebies. And, I mean, she's an adult, so I can just imagine what, you know, uh, a child is going to be thinking. Oh, uh, right. You know, when you're a teenage girl in a high school bathroom, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And from what I understand, I mean, I, I did speak to the principal, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I was informed that basically there's nothing they can do because there's a law in the books in Wisconsin because of a lawsuit in Dominic Kenosha. And after the lawsuit, they said that any person can go into any bathroom at any time. You've got to. It doesn't matter if you're, no, it doesn't oh, matter wow. if you're transgender or not. So, I mean, uh, he said, my daughter is a girl, and if she decides, I mean, she's a straight, you know, mm-hmm. girl, and if she decides to go into the boys' bathroom, she can go into the boys' bathroom. Oh, wow. And any boy can go in a girl's bathroom at any time that they want, and there's nothing that they can do about it. You know, about the only solution that I can think of for this is uh, it's not a solution that I like, but it is a possible, you know, if that is law, uh, you just have to make the kids informed, hey, if you're going to, you know, go into the restroom and expose something that uh, should be private in nature, uh, you know, like uh, you said, your daughter had her leg up on, you know, she was trying to adjust some clothing or what have you. They're going to have to do it inside the stalls uh, with the uh, doors closed. And I, it's a shame. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what has to happen. I mean, even our school district, that's why they set up uh, three different bathrooms that are single-person bathrooms so you can go in there, lock the door, and have privacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. what it does is it forces 99% of the students, if they want to have privacy, to try and use a single-stall bathroom so that they don't have to worry about right. somebody else coming into their bathroom. And that's also going to force the schools uh, to be spending a lot more money on, you know, uh, refurbishing the bathrooms, uh, you know, taking what's uh, had five or six stalls in it and making, you know, a few more single-stall uh, bathrooms with locking doors. But I totally hear you, Rich, and I'm just rolling my eyes at this whole subject. It drives me nuts, to be honest with you. But and like I said, my even my daughter was was concerned because she was like, "Don't say anything," because mm-hmm. I'm I'm afraid that I'll get in trouble. Somebody's going to get sued because you say something mm-hmm. that would offend somebody else. And yeah, my question was: Is at what point in time does somebody else have to? have the right to say, I'm against this. Yeah. I mean, why can't I, I wish no harm that? or ill will or to anybody gang up, hurt anybody else for any reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But if you are against something, for whether it be moral beliefs, religious beliefs, whatever the case may be, when do you have the right to say, this is not okay, this is not right? Well, I think, we still, do, I think we still do have that right. But... Uh, Oh, I thank you very much for the phone call, Rich. And uh, right. hopefully this country gets things straightened out down the line about stuff like this. I I agree. It is definitely an issue. All right. Thank you so much. No problem. You have a great evening. And uh, we've got one more caller. Number three is on num- number three is on number two. Good evening, number three. How are you? How are you doing today? Doing great. 
How's that little sidekick of yours doing down there? Ah, uh, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, he needs to be roughed up a little bit so he's at full production. <laughs> he's not listening right now, so... Uh... <laughs> anyway, Mitch had to do that once in a while. I'd like to talk to you about the, uh, the deaths from overdoses and drugs last year. Okay. It was down to two, mm. which is very good to hear. And where are we looking at these statistics from? From the Lacrosse Tribune on the front page. Okay. Uh, in other words, in, in 2016, it was or? 19. Now it's down to two for 2018, which is a wonderful thing. I was wondering how many of those, how many deaths that Narcon saved last year. That would be interesting to hear. Yes, it would be. Now you're talking right. about Lacrosse itself, right? Now Lacrosse County. Okay. Wow. So I, I mean, that, that's that quite step. a drop. That is a Seven, big drop. Two years ago, down to two, mm-hmm. but if it wasn't for Narcon, I wonder how many deaths we would have had. Very good point. And thank you very much for bringing it up, Rick. Or, uh, number three. You too. You take her easy now. And uh, let's see, line three is Anna. Good evening, Anna. How are you? I'm wonderful. How about yourself? Doing great. What can I do for you? Or what do you want to weigh hey, in? Hey, I just got to. Well, I got to weigh in on that, that, that I, I feel so bad for that dad that called in. You know, I think I just I just want to, like, send him some support and say, hey, you know, there's a lot of people that agree with you. I'm a mom of three girls, and I'm going, I'm afraid to let my husband take them somewhere because if they have to go into a public bathroom, I don't know who's going to be in there. And, I, like, if I can't be in there with them, I don't, you know what I mean? I, I'm afraid to let him take them by himself, if they have to use the bathroom, and you don't know, you know, um, hey, uh, 90% of them might be just harmless people. That's just how they want to be identified, and that's what they want to use. But uh, how do you know it's the 10% that are creeps? Mm-hmm. Are, and, and then um, just like he's saying, uh, well, they don't you, – you can go in there. So that's just when when it gets put out there that you can do that more and more creeps are just going to go use the bathrooms to be creepy. Right. And, like, you know, it doesn't even have ugh. to be the transgender people that are being creepy. Uh, it gives right. the creeps. Right. You don't even have to. They can, they anybody can go in there. That's not cool. Yeah. It's given the creeps an, annu- uh, an avenue to get in there where uh, nobody can object, you know, object to it. And uh, personally, I don't like that too much. Right, and sadly, the world that we live in, I'm sorry, but the world we live in, people are taking advantage any way they can of, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. And that's just uh, opening the door to things that, I mean, man, raising kids in this world is just a, it's a bugger. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to say he's, he's not the only one dealing with the frustrations, and it's, it's just a lot of, a lot of concern. And you see it with parents even, like, they're really, I, I've noticed, in, in general, out in public, you know, a parent seem to be a lot a lot more cautious and, and, and on edge almost, you know. Um, I, that's what I've noticed, but who who knows? Yeah. And, well, like I said to uh, Rich, I hope this just gets itself straightened out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I don't know where else it's going to go to if it doesn't. But thank you very much for calling. I, I greatly appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too. Bye bye. And uh, we've got two more callers. Eric is on line one. Good evening, Eric. How are you? I'm doing okay, I guess. 
That could be better, but I'm okay. Regarding the last few calls about these uh, atrocities that are happening in the schools, when you go to your boarding booth and you cross a line that goes from right to left and you vote for Tony Evers, you're only going to get more of it and more taxes and more everything. You voted for a liberal Democrat, and you have to live with your consequences. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Eric. And actually, I just got a text that uh, almost mimics that. It's, it's, I'm amazed that Republicans lost any elections to these people that are even confused as to which bathroom to use. Okay, uh, you said Mary is online, too. Good evening, Mary. How are you? I'm fine. I'm calling in about the bathroom problem. I okay. I don't like it either. I think it's ridiculous. Um, there, every person has a right to privacy, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing I've noticed at Gunderson Clinic in the new hospital. They have like the pictures on the wall of like male, female, and then obviously a transgender. Mm-hmm. And what you do is. You go in and you lock the door. Mm-hmm. And, it's and you're in there by yourself. That's fine. And that would be my advice if I had children that were still in school. I want you to go in to one of the bathrooms in the school that lets only you in there mm-hmm. instead of stall after stall after stall. And um, that would be one way to feel safe, going to the bathroom for Pete's sakes, any kid that has to feel threaten going to the bathroom. I mean, what's wrong with us? You know? I agree, Mary. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Okay, thank you for calling, and you have a great evening. And you too. For the first time this evening, we've got three open lines at the Better Hearing uh, Center uh, talk and text line, 785-7914. If you want to weigh in, uh, you can weigh in on uh, the transgenders using whatever restroom they want to. If you want to uh, touch on uh, Tony Evers' budget, feel free. Or uh, if you think of something else that you want to touch in on, uh, possibly the illegal aliens uh, getting driver's licenses. Uh, that was included in his budget. Uh, I figured that would be a pretty hot topic tonight, too. We're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break, and we'll be right back here at 1410 WIZM in just a couple of minutes. And, again, the number down here is 785-7914. Okay, and we are back, and uh, we've got Eric on hold and uh, one other person coming in, and we still have one open line at the Better Hearing uh, Center talk and Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, give us a buzz or shoot us a text at seven eight five seven nine one four. And sorry for the hold, Eric. Uh, you had something else you want to weigh in on? Yeah, I do. I bought this uh, driver's license for undocumented. Immigrants. Okay. They want to give them driver's license. Evers wants to give them driver's license. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm okay with that because that will give them a little bit of skin in the game so they can. But the only thing is, it has to be a different car than the uh, residence license plate, right? Driver's license, so they can declare specifically on it that's not eligible for votes. And they must have insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, having insurance is the state law anyway, so that goes for everybody. Uh, well, the, the point is, you, you see this stuff all the time. All these uh, people driving around without insurance. Mm-hmm. Most of them are Hispanics, 
And that's not, I'm not saying this is a, a racially thing. Yep. Yeah. Thing, but, the, but the point, the point is, the point is this. And also, they, uh, have to, uh, never mind. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, 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 the main thing is what? They have to be, they, the voting thing, their driver's license has got to be eligible to vote. Okay. And I'm sorry. I'm, no problem, oh. and thank you much for uh, weighing in with that. Yep, and uh, let's see here. we got one other caller coming in. That is uh, Robert. Robert. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I am just fine. Uh, you uh, mentioned about the undocumented uh, yeah. immigrants in the United States and mm-hmm. something I've followed for quite a few years now, um, starting with uh, Governor Evers. What I heard today on the news on 1410, actually, was that he wants to give them a driver's license mm-hmm. free if they can't afford it. Oh, I and he that also wants uh, automatic voter uh, a registration. Yeah, and actually we were discussing this on the break in, in the uh, studio here. You know, how many ways could that go wrong? Uh, well, uh, if you vote in Wisconsin, you need a picture ID. And I've yet to be asked, you know, as long as I have a picture ID, I've yet to be pulled off to the side and questioned or anything, mm-hmm. so I can just vote. Yeah, it's a picture ID and uh, yeah. hey, uh, a bill or something like that. Yeah. No, I got one for you. If you if you look like you might be from south of the border and you don't speak English very well, you've got a heavy accent, you walk in there with a picture ID. They can't question you. No, they can't. No. Nope. And uh, so I, that means they can, and not legal. Mm-hmm. And at least I in a federal you. election, it isn't. But they can't be questioned about it. Mm-hmm. So they can vote. They say there's very little voter fraud. They can't prove it. I don't know if anybody's actually making any effort to prove it. I don't know what has been done to document the voter fraud and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, you hear all sorts of things on the web, and, you know, personally, I believe about maybe 2% of what I see on the uh, on the computer. Uh, yeah, well, I've got friends in but, South Texas and stuff, that uh, two of them that work for the Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. But it all boils down, it's a money thing. If you follow the money, you always find it, you know. Um, okay. California... Uh, in, in Wisconsin, a lot of the dairy farmers are kind of forced to hire them so that they can compete with California. They're a big milk producer also. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, the Border Patrols, uh, they've got a, a magazine out. If you go to their website, uh, uh, United States Customs and Border Patrol, they, they apprehend at their... They apprehend between border crossings 891 people, uh, 851 people every day. Ouch. Okay, that's mm-hmm. 44,000 people a month. They and estimate that they catch one too. in four. And how many are getting through? Uh. Well, it'd be three times 851 is what they figure. Mm-hmm. And the ones that they turn, the ones that have tried to cross at the official border crossings, that's 591 people a day. Wow. Per day, and that's uh, 
from fiscal year uh, 2017, that would be from October 1st of 16 to uh, September 30th of 17. No, no matter what the date, that's a lot of people, and it's definitely a statistic to be uh, well, concerned about. There's in three days, about. that's more than the population of La Crosse County. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the other thing is, it's too, it's, I don't like to pick on California, but they seem to be the big ones, followed by Texas, followed by Florida, which happen to be the three states with the most electoral votes. They need to get as many residents as possible in their state before the 2020 uh, census, because the census counts number of residents, not the number of citizens. Mm -hmm. The more residents you have, the more representation that you get in Congress. There's 435 representatives, and that stays the same. So if California gets one or two new representatives, some state is going to have to lose two representatives. That's definitely a good point to uh, keep in mind. And I okay, think that's uh, Robert, one reason have to, uh, going a long way. Robert, hey, look, we got, we got 500 Robert, million people in the, in, uh, in the state. Okay, sorry, I had to cut Robert off there, but he was taking uh, way too long, and we do have to take care of a little bit of business. Uh, oh, uh, let's take care of a little bit of business, and we'll get over to Tom. And uh, we'll be right back here at 1410 WYZM. Give us a call. Better Hearing uh, Center Talk and Text Line, 785-7914. And we're back, and we have Tom uh, waiting on hold. And uh, I just want to ask, uh, you know, sometimes we have a lot more than uh, one caller, uh, you know, uh, needing to get on the air. So try to make your points uh, quick and precise if uh you know we've got a little bit of spare time uh, i'll let you go for it but if i've got to cut you off i got to cut you off okay and good evening tom how are you i'm good and i like your policy there i got two quick points the first one is i think that we should look at california as they are one of the states that's suing trump to uh stop them from putting in this emergency action Trump is working on. But I'll tell you, 40-some uh, years ago, I was uh, in Southern California, went into Mexico, and then came back into California. There was a long, very secure entrance between uh, that part of California and Tijuana, Mexico. Okay. And so they've had a restriction there for years uh, and so they know that they can't just have willy-nilly travel back and forth. My other comment is <clears throat> that we need to start standing up for our young people when it comes to derelicts using the wrong restroom. If they need to use a restroom and they don't identify with the uh, the gender they were born with, then they need to go find one that they can go in, lock the door, but they should not be imposing on our young children. We've got to stop that. Society has got to wake up. Quit abusing our young people like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I was talking to, I think it was Anna earlier. It was either Anna or Mary. It was uh, one of the female callers that we had earlier. And, you know, a lot of times it's not just the transgenders. You know, I don't agree with that lifestyle. Fine and dandy. You you know, I'm not saying you do, but, you know, somebody else does. I'm not going to damn you for it. But, and if somebody identifies as a girl, air quotes, uh, and they really, truly believe that they are, and they're going to the uh, female's, you know, uh, restroom, they're not going to be bothering people. But what it does is it opens the door for these other uh, pervs, 
it gives them an excuse and an avenue to get in there. And, you know, that's what I'm afraid of, to be honest with you. It's, yes, that's, that's exactly right. It's not the, you know, the transgender, the true transgenders, that's another discussion. But, you know, the true transgenders, I don't think they're going to be the ones that are, you know, making issues, but it's way too dangerous of a uh, policy to have because there's other idiots out there, perverts out there, and I don't want them around my kids. <clears throat> let me let me throw a, uh, a question at you, which is really unusual. <clears throat> but I went to a small high school. I knew everybody in the high school quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, as near as I can tell, we didn't have any transgender. Uh, we didn't really have any problems like this that I'm aware of. So I just wonder what what is what is the matter with society today that we have so many of these problems. Uh, and here's 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 another thing. I wouldn't be so concerned about these people, but what does bother me is that they continuously, they get on the TV and they have parades and they do all these things. So how are young people supposed to grow up and be normal? They they won't know what gender they are uh, until some point. It's so much confusion for these young people. And so I wish they would just keep it to themselves, mind their own business, and then uh, you and I wouldn't have to be constantly dealing with these issues. Uh, Guess I'm getting a little carried away. No, I hear, uh, I, I can definitely see why you're frustrated with that, Tom, because uh, you're mimicking my feelings on an awful lot of it right there. And yeah. I agree. Uh, you know, what somebody does in the privacy of their privacy of their own home, fine and dandy. Uh, You know, as far as, you know, gay rights, uh, transgender rights, all this other stuff, most of it boiled down, especially with the gay rights, was uh, for tax breaks. And I'm sorry, a guy and a girl living together did not get a tax break. You had to get married to have that that family tax break. Uh, so it was not discriminating against gays. Uh, you know, there was plenty of uh, people living out of wedlock that could not get that tax break. And now it's all getting slumped all together and everything else, though. The, the marital benefits, uh, for instance, with Social Security were because this was all set up when we had a, kind of a, a standard family function where the mother and father uh, uh, took care of the family. The husband usually went out and worked. The mother stayed home and took care of the house. And and then we needed some way to cover uh, that family if something would happen to the man of that family. Right. Uh, that is a bunch now. The, the laws are based on a different time and a different place, and it's not the way that they are right now. So you know, uh, need to take society and just give it a big shake-up and let things settle down where they uh, fall, and I, maybe things will work itself out, hopefully. But I have a kind of a poor signal here, but I would suggest that people uh, lighten up a little on political correctness and speak up a little, or pretty soon we are going to have a really strange society, and the strange people among us will have all the rights. So, okay. <laughs> all right, I'll let you go, Mike. I love your program. Thank you much. And you have a great evening now. And uh, let's see, we've still got enough time uh, for uh, some phone calls. Uh, Better Hearing uh, Center talk and text line. 785-7914. Let's see, we've got a few texts coming in here. 
Uh, let's see. A driver's license is now required to cast a vote in Wisconsin, uh, giving a driver's license to an illegal immigrant. Okay, we've already covered that one. Uh, libertarian guy comes out and says, funny that Democrats have always denied that immigrants are their way of obtaining more Democrat votes, yet one of Tony Evers' first uh, asked to propose getting driver's licenses uh, required to vote to illegal immigrants. So, yeah, that, that's a paradox that's uh, opening up there. We got another caller coming up? Yeah, Mary's going to change it up. Okay, good evening, Mary. Hi, I've got a couple comments. Um, first of all, I want to just mention about marijuana mm-hmm. and the fact that when we were growing up it was considered uh, – what am I trying to say? I had my thoughts a minute ago. Um, the type that would affect your hallucinating it was a hallucinating drug, and um, so we were told not to not to participate in it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, was the science at that time wrong, or are we only looking now at the um, monetary value of it? Okay. Well, that I can okay. answer a little bit uh, for you, Mary. Uh, okay. Now, I've got, you're saying when we were growing up, uh, can you give me an age range? 60s. 60s, okay. I'm in my uh, mid to late 50s, so we're right okay. in the same ballpark. We're kind of in the same area. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I grew up in the, I literally grew up in the 60s and the 70s, so everything was about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And, yes, I did right. smoke pot, and I inhaled, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> pot is not a hallucinogen. Uh, it back then. Now the weed that there was out back then, you know, there was different strengths and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where it came from. Uh, some of it was a lot stronger than others, but even the strongest weed from back then was nothing compared to what they have today. The stuff that they have today is super, super potent. It is still not a hallucinogen. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, what can happen is, uh, what did happen a lot during the 70s, uh, the late 70s especially, uh, some dealers were lacing the pot with PCP, angel dust. Mm-hmm. And that was a hallucinogen. And uh, there were some issues about that. So uh, just as far as that goes, uh, no, it was not. Now, there were different hallucinogens out back then. You know, you had your LSD and your acid and all your good stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But pot was not one of them. Okay, that was my misunderstanding then. Okay, that clears that one up. And I have one more comment about the measles. Okay. Um, and you might be able to relate to this a little bit, too. Um, back again, when I was growing up and my parents and grandparents and that type of thing, we it was considered a childhood disease, and so when someone in the family uh, had the measles, you know, everybody in the family went over there so that the kids could all catch it so it would be <laughs> over with, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, chicken pox, too. Uh, chicken pox, mumps, measles. It depended on so what I'm, time of the year they got it, though. If it was during the summer, they would do that. But if uh-huh. it was during the school year, they wouldn't. Well, I know I always brought it home first, and I had to play with my brothers and sisters because they didn't have it yet. But my question to you is, if everybody is so fright, frightened of an epidemic and, you know, killing off a, a portion of a population, first I'd like to know where these statistics are coming from that saying so many children are dying from it. If they're coming from third world, you know, worlds, are they also exposed to malnutrition, et cetera, you know. But my, my comment would be is, 
would our parents and grandparents have taken their children and exposed them to something at that time, knowing that they might die? Uh, okay. I remember it being exposed to chicken pox. I'm not that I don't remember the measles to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, if you're exposed going with that logic and uh saying mm-hmm. that it did it did happen, mm-hmm. uh you would know that your child is gonna be getting sick. Uh you would be aware of your child. It will be done at a point in time where, you know, your child would be under observation. Otherwise you wouldn't be exposing him on purpose. In today's society of latchkey kids, both parents are out working. Uh, kids are at, a lot of times out there unsupervised, and they're growing up in, in an unsupervised manner. So uh, I think that might have a little bit more to do with it. Now, honestly, I do remember that very, very well with uh, the chicken pox. Uh, I do not remember it at all with the measles, though. Well, I remember when we would get the measles, and there was that, uh, um, they were aware that the, um, measles could affect your eyes because we were always kept in a dark room when we had measles. So I don't know if that had with them, you know, just a wife's tail or whatever, a mother's tail. But there was awareness of that at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my only thought was, you know, and I understand what you're saying. I'm thinking maybe the shots are more of a convenience thing nowadays. Because parents, like you said, aren't at home all day. They can't watch their children. Mm -hmm. So if we give them the shot, then the parents... Okay, Mary, I'm going to have to cut you because we're going to have to get going here, okay? That's fine. But thank you much for calling. And uh, I will be uh, live tomorrow morning with the Plant Doctor Show. Uh, You can call in. uh, Not bringing up politics on that one, but if you've got a question about uh, anything that's green or growing, go ahead and give us a buzz. And uh, we will be back here next week on Friday for uh, Lacrosse Talk PM.